Welcome to the A to Z Leadership and Motivation Podcast, your daily motivation and leadership principles platform to inspire you to deliver your absolute best. I'm your host, Andy Zook. Yep, that's the A to Z in the title. And I'm here to get you into a better mind space to bring out the best leadership potential inside of you. My promise is to always be quick, direct, and concise so we can lead our people better today. So let's get started now. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys are all having an awesome week so far, and I'm super excited to talk today uh, a little bit about leading from the back, um, which probably some of you are going to think sort of contradicts uh, typical leadership styles uh, and model the way and things like that. But uh, leading from the back can mean something entirely different. So let's talk a little bit about that today. Uh, I wanted to start off with a story that uh, deeply impacted me. Um, I was talking with my wife the other day and we were talking about, well, was there a pivotal moment where you really kind of honed how you would lead? And I started to think and reflect about it. And yeah, there was. Uh, And that was probably when I was about 13 years old and I was in the Boy Scouts. Um, I really loved the Boy Scouts. It was a huge part of my youth and helped me it's going to sound corny, but in a lot of ways become a man. And the troop that I was part of did really cool stuff. I mean, we weren't just typical Boy Scouts, you know, pitch a tent, start a fire. Uh, We had like rifle and shotgun camp weekend. We all learned to shoot all kinds of different guns and how to handle a firearm. Uh, We went caving in the mountains in uh, West Virginia. I mean, serious caving. Like it was one where we had to crawl on our hands and knees for like half a mile to even get in. It was crazy stuff. Uh, even crazier that my parents let me do any of it. Um, but we did a lot of really cool stuff. I hiked, I think, you know, just mile after mile of the Appalachian Trail and, and canoed the Potomac River. Growing up in Maryland uh, was a really great place to do all that. Um, and that led us to a really big, um, if you want to say, uh, journey that we did uh, as a as a troop. And that was we were going to bike the whole uh, CNO Canal, which I believe is 188 miles. It goes from Cumberland, Maryland to right into Washington, D.C. And for some reason, 145 miles sticks out into mind of what we actually uh, biked. So we biked uh, pretty much uh, the entire CNO Canal, 145 miles to be exact, which turned into about 36 miles a day over four days. And when you're 13, that sounds like an eternity, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, the days went pretty good, and we're pretty easily. It was it was easy to make the 36 miles, I should say. So um, this this particular uh, camping experience really taught me a lot um, because two things happened. Um, on the second day, I decided that I was going to beat every record of every Boy Scout from the first day. And I was going to just barrel ahead and fly ahead of everybody and bike as fast as I could that day. And I remember I passed through each checkpoint and made it to the resting final campsite like at 3 o'clock. And everybody else got there at like 4 or 5. So I had like set this record. It was all about me setting a record. Well, 
guess what? I got in big trouble because I left my team behind. I left my patrol behind. I left everybody behind. So basically, I ended up watching, washing the dishes that night. Uh, I was in trouble. So I had set this goal for myself, but it didn't impact anybody else in the troop. It was just all about me that day. The next morning I woke up, uh, we uh, were cooking breakfast over a fire and getting our team ready to go into our third day when our uh, scoutmaster came over and said, Andy, uh, you and two other boys are going to be on a project today uh, and the next day uh, helping a couple other boys that were lagging behind. You guys are going to be responsible for making sure they finish uh, this journey and get through the 36 miles each day. And I was like, cool, yeah, that sounds great. So me and a couple of my buddies uh, would get in back of the line of bicycles and get behind these, I think it was maybe three or four other boys that were really struggling trying to get through this. They just didn't believe they could make it. And they were, you know, getting tired easily and, um, you know, getting uh, discouraged that it was so much work. So we got behind them and I found, uh, you know, our... A magical thing happened and that was that we were the voices for them in their head to say hey you can do this you're gonna make it keep pedaling let's keep going imagine getting to the finish line on the fourth day as we as we bike into Georgetown and make it into Washington DC and, and your parents will be waiting for you and clapping it's gonna be amazing so keep focused on the end result keep going keep going keep going and that's what we did for two full days and guess what those four boys that we're probably not going to make it, did make it. And uh, it felt amazing that we were part of that. And I think uh, the next troop meeting, uh, me and my buddies were recognized for what we did. So that was a pivotal moment in my life. And that it told me a story that uh, I could be try to be the hero and the winner and beat everyone and race to the finish line. Or I could be the guy that gets behind uh, those who struggle and help them win. So I think that pretty much started to define my, my leadership. Uh, and when I got into management and the retail industry and, and started leading teams and leading larger and larger teams, that became the way I did it. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some points behind that and how you can bring that into your work, um, how you can essentially lead from the back. Like I said, don't get me wrong. You're still the leader. You're still leading the team. It's just you're maybe doing it in a different capacity. You're doing it in a different way. Think of like a shepherd and a flock. The shepherd still leads the flock. He's just behind it. Think about this. The more power you give away, essentially the more powerful you become. Um, in Nelson Mandela's book, The Long Walk to Freedom, he described a leader leading from behind as a shepherd, like I was talking about. The shepherd stays behind the flock, letting the weakest go ahead. As the, others, as the others follow, all of them are unaware that they've been directed from behind. So while it may look like the shepherd is abrogating his leadership responsibilities, he's essentially not. He's using his staff to nudge the flock. And at times, he'll notify them of danger um, and veer that away. So... You, in a sense, are the shepherd. And again, the more power you give away, the more powerful you become. So here are five points that um, I believe will help with this. First off, I think we have to really create 
Number one, we have to create a guided free space. So everybody in your team has to obviously be aligned to mission and values uh, and the standards from what we work. None of that goes away, but give them some free space and freedom on how they deliver it. If we micromanage every step of the process, it becomes stale and their work loses meaning. So something I've always said, uh, probably since my early 30s, is that people who work in freedom deliver more. And every time that I've given more freedom to my best people, they deliver more. Number two, empower your team to build and experiment. So like we talked about in one of our other podcasts, you're never going to grow as a business if you're not innovating. So give your people some room to experiment with different things and try different techniques because that's how your business will grow. Number three, nurture employees to weather through hardships and the storms. Uh, these are going to happen. Uh, there's going to be tough times. So you've also got to be there to help them weather through and stay strong. Number four, always, always be in the struggle with your team. You can't stand back and just direct with a cup of coffee and no sweat on your brow. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be in the struggle with them. That gives everything more meaning and it, and it keeps you in clue. It, I'm sorry, it clues you in to reality of what they're facing. If you're not experiencing it too, then we can't get better and grow. Lastly, something that we have to do is identify victories and celebrate. There are celebrations no matter what. So let's say your business is down right now and you guys are struggling as a team and you're not hitting profit. There are still milestones. There are still things you can celebrate. You're going to get there, but celebrate the right things you're doing to get there. A couple years ago, I worked for somebody who no matter what you did, no matter how much effort you gave, and, and I mean putting effort into things that mattered, nothing was ever good. There was never anything to celebrate. That was a horrible experience for me. I'll never do it again. Don't stop short of identifying the milestones and victories along the way, because there is always something to celebrate and keep people going. Like with those boys that were following, following, um, following behind in the bike, biking, camping trip, I had them envision what it would be like crossing the finish line. And that's what they kept in their mind to keep going. We know our employees want more meaningful work. So I think if we, number one, create guided free space, number two, empower, build and experiment, number three, nurture employees through the hard times, four, we're in the struggle with them, and five, identifying victories that will help make the work more meaningful. All right, so this part, I want you to grab a pen and paper, and I want you to write down some ideas. Before you get with your teams this week or get into work today, I want to ask you these three questions, and I want you to make notes. Uh, I think it's best to physically write it down and then carry that with you in your pocket and look at it throughout the day. So I want you to think about three leadership focuses that you'll take from this, from leading from the back. Okay, number one, how will I enhance my team's job each and every day? How will I enhance my team's job each and every day? Um, it, you know, you don't have to think of anything too big here, but 
how do you enhance their job? How do you enhance how they do their job? Number two, how can I better demonstrate the meaning behind what we do? So how can you as a leader demonstrate the meaning behind the work that you and your team does? Number three, where do I as a leader have an opportunity to take a step back and let them perform more freely? I want you to think about those three things, write down some simple things that you can do and bring that with you to work, okay? And lastly, I'll leave this, this story with you. And that's about me um, because I, I struggle with this sometimes a little bit myself. Um, even though I was doing the right thing at 13, now at 51 sometimes, I tend to wanna to jump out in front and do things and it can take away from my team. So um, I took over a new team uh, last summer, um, which has just been amazing. And it's it's been a highlight of my career to work with this group of people. They're just outstanding. I, I've been lucky to have so many outstanding people. And this team really is, is up there. And what's really good about them is um, they definitely see the vision that I have and, and align themselves to it and, and get it. But when I got in there, I wanted to do everything and I wanted to help everyone and I wanted to get out of front and model the way and, and, and that's great and that's important. But I did it so much that a couple times it turned a couple of them off like, God, just let me do it. Now, luckily, they see my vision and get what I'm all about. So it didn't offend anyone. But we talked through it and said, hey, you know what? you got to hang back a little bit and let me jump in and handle that because I can do it. I've been doing it for as long as you have, you know, some of these team members. So that was an opportunity for me to take a step back and let them perform more freely. Now, if there's, you know, an opportunity, you got to coach it. But you've also got to let them find a way so they can get good at what they do. So that's what I got for you today. Leading from the back my personal story, and then some things that you guys can do to help maybe bring more meaning to your team's work and still lead them to success, but maybe not necessarily uh, in the way that we've always thought is the only way. Step back a little bit and give them the freedom to be excellent. Remember, a shepherd still leads the flock. I hope you guys all have an amazing week. Thank you for joining me again, and uh, I'm hoping to have more episodes coming. And have an awesome day. And don't forget, leading means so much more uh, than what we tend to think it is. It, it is really about loving your people and, and helping them not only bring meaning to their work, but living the best life that they can. That's all part of leadership. Leadership is heart. Have an awesome day. Thank you again for listening.